0: Come to realize that some of the most horrible moments of my life have led to some of the best, so I'm not one for eating up people's melodrama. Just another day to me. It felt weird leaving my mom and Liz in the house, but it was time for me to get out of there. I had long ago become the man of the house since no one else was laying down the law, and when my father died, that really cemented my status. But I knew if I didn't get out of there soon, I may never get out. However, crazy things got, I could always lose myself down in my room in the basement, walls painted black, reading Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man with the headphones over my ears cranking the Who live at Leeds or John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band or whatever it was I was into that year. Even at this terrible stage in the summer of love, I could transport myself, driving old gold and watching the sun go down while I listened to Sly Stone sing Hot Fun in the Summertime, nice and loud on the shitty cassette deck duct-taped under the dashboard. I got to Richmond and enrolled in school. I had no interest in school, but everyone else seemed to be doing it, and I had no other plans. Because my grades were so bad in high school, due to complete disinterest on my part, I was only accepted on a part-time basis. Felt totally alone and miserable. One night I was walking past one of the city campus buildings and heard the sound of pianos. I walked in to discover it was the music section of the school. I wasn't interested in studying music that way, but was dying to play something, anything. I began sneaking into one of the piano practice rooms every day or night, always worried about being caught since I wasn't supposed to be there. It was the only time I felt good, banging away on the keys, making up little songs as I went along. Sometimes I'd imagine a lot of people listening to what I was playing and liking it. One night I got into it so much that I broke one of the big low piano strings which made a sound like a shotgun going off. I quickly left the building before I got in trouble. I was sinking deeper and deeper into despair. I wasn't the least bit interested in any of my classes. My only relief was music. I began to feel what could almost be described as a lust for writing and recording music. I would walk dazed through the streets of Richmond, dreaming of going back to my mother's piano and setting up a tape recorder and microphone. Some nights, all these years later, I'll sit here and think about when I was really young and how great it felt when things were okay and we were all there in the house, my father reading the paper, Liz playing Neil Young over and over in her room, my mom laughing her goofy laugh at something that wasn't that funny to begin with. When I think about the feeling of being in the middle of that, I'm overwhelmed with desire, like I'd give anything to spend a night back there again. Life is so full of unpredictable beauty and strange surprises. Sometimes the beauty is too much for me to handle. Do you know that feeling? When something is just too beautiful? When someone says something or writes something or plays something that moves you to the point of tears, maybe even changes you. It's nice when a non-believer has to question his doubts. That might be what led me to music in the first place. It was like magic. I could transcend the shitty situations around me, and even turn them into something positive, just by setting them to music. Maybe I don't like people as much as the rest of the world seems to. Seems like the human race is in love with itself. What kind of ego do you have to have to think that you were created in God's image? I mean, to invent the idea that God must be like us, please. As Stanley Kubrick once pointed out, the discovery of more intelligent life somewhere other than Earth would be catastrophic to man simply because we would no longer be able to think of ourselves as the center of the universe. I guess I'm slowly becoming one of those crusty old cranks who thinks animals are better than people. But occasionally, people will pleasantly surprise me, and I'll fall in love with one of them, so go figure. So what kind of an ego do you have to have to write a book about your life and expect anyone to care? A huge one, but not so big that I think I was created in God's image, unless God is a hairy ectomorph with bad posture. God forbid I don't use the almighty uppercase G. And I know I'm not the most famous guy in the world. People aren't making up rumors about gerbils getting stuck up my ass or anything like that. Some people think I've deliberately shot my fame in the foot with some of my career decisions, but that's not really the case. I never wanted to be famous for the sake of being famous. I decided to try and make something good in the world as best as I could anyway, and that was the only goal. So, I only do what I want to do, and I spend a lot of time on Earth saying...